Hello, Small Business Tips family. This is Renee Rose coming at you with a quick disclaimer about this episode. We were trying a brand new soundboard audio equipment for a three mic setup, and we were having some technical difficulties while recording. So you're going to hear some of the audio come in and out, and it's going to be quiet, louder in some spots. Uh, We tried our best to fix it in editing, but um, ran out of time to fix it a little bit. So yeah, just bear with us as we try to figure out. Hopefully we'll have it ready to go by the next episode. But I absolutely love this interview. I wanted to keep it how it was and hear their story, how they authentically told it without re-recording. So I hope you love it as much as I do. And thanks for listening. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Tips, the podcast. I'm your host, Renee Rose, and in the studio with me, I have two very special guests. I am so excited for this episode. I have JD and Isaac from Third Wheel Tours. Say hello, guys. Hello, hello. What's going on? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Hello. Hello. And do you guys want to tell everyone what we are sipping on today on this rainy day? You want me to start, Isaac? Go ahead. All right. So uh, I'm drinking an Americano light cream here at brew coffee nice nice yeah, it's, it's not really a sponsor tasty. but yeah oh they're not sponsored <laughs> they're not sponsored but that's okay that's good. <laughs> they are very good <laughs> i'm drinking the same but uh no cream or sugar nice so. so you two are part of the i don't know how many there are of you of third weird thir- eh, see i always is stutter it's a third war third no. war yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh third wheel tours so are you guys the owners tell me a little bit about it yeah, uh, so my name is JD. I'm the founder of Third Wheel Tours. Uh, we started here about four months ago, or three months ago. We moved here from San Diego in hopes to start our business here. It's a, where we took the modern vintage sidecar mm-hmm. and pretty much we go wine tasting. Nice. And I did a demo recently of it, and oh my gosh, it was incredible. <laughs> like, I can't believe you guys put all that together. Yeah, it's it's actually super fun. Um, my family uh, my manufactured the chassis and the tubs, and we put everything together. It's uh, we use a 650 INT Royal Enfield. Okay. It's um, it's a British bike that is manufactured in India, and super nimble. It's fun, and uh, it just kind of fits that elegance and classiness. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like I don't know too much about bikes, but when I saw it, I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> it's yeah. gorgeous. So, how did this idea come to be? And then Isaac, are you an owner as well? Yes, okay. I'm an owner as well. Um, I've been helping him mostly with uh, a lot of the grunt work that needs to be done right now, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we'll put the bikes together um, and the sidecars. And it's, uh, what do I say, it's challenging sometimes because it's still a little new to both of us. Mm-hmm. Like we re- we had to learn um, about is it called the the balance and yeah the counter counterbalance of the motorcycle. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many bikes do you guys have all together? So right now we have three okay. motorcycles operational running. It's our first first prototype that we build. Uh, we have about five more right now that is in the process of building. We hope to have at least five motorcycles by the beginning of January. Nice. That's a yeah. good goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, um, you said you've been here for three months, correct? Yes. How have those three months been? Um, oh, man. They've been a, a wild ride, to be honest. Um, one of the biggest things was 
for me, like getting used to just the weather. Mm-hmm. First came out here, um, all the clothes that I brought with me was all like summertime clothes because it was a hundred and something. Yep. And now um, we're here with a rainstorm happening. Yeah. <laughs> I had like no cold weather clothes, no um, sweaters or anything. So I was struggling for like two weeks until I went back home, got the rest of my clothes. And yeah. Yeah. So what made you guys decide to come up here versus stay in San Diego? Yeah. Uh, well, to answer your original question was one of the biggest challenge that, you know, uh, living here in Paso is, uh, you know, completely different. You know, we don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we moved here. Uh, pretty much I convinced Isaac and Gustavo to come out here and, hey, you know what? Uh, got this idea. I think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. We should just pretty much ask them to pack their bags. Let's move out to Paso and start a new life. Pretty Dang. Much. That's was, a big risk. Yeah. And, um, uh, just, you know, uh, during my time I was, you know, working and I passed by Paso, uh, you know, this past year. And I just saw that there's really like a strong community as far as like people who support businesses and, and you know, just community itself. And as well as a nice, beautiful, charming town and, you know, it's a uh, growing region wine industry. And we just thought, you know what, motorcycles in our DNA and uh, we could, let's put together this sidecar and. Let's see if we can create, a, you know, pioneer in this, you know, new tourism that we're doing. So what initially, like, planted that, like, first seed in your mind to be like, okay, this can be a business, this can be a thing? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the reception that we would get from people just kind of strolling through, um, even when we didn't have people in the sidecar or anything like that. Um, you can see a lot of excitement. People are pointing, looking. Um I don't know. I just think like it was something so unique in that sense that it was just it demands attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought it would if it already demands attention that you don't really have to do much to it for it to be successful. Definitely. It does grab attention like you don't see that on the road every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of our grandparents know Sidecar. They've seen it mm-hmm. you know, during World War Two or and then we've seen it in some of like videos or old war films and for us to actually see it in person and then like, you know, kind of suited and fitted like for two people and as a wine, I was like, what is that? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I never seen two people sit in a sidecar before. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> definitely. We're one of the few in the world to do it. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it took some time to engineer it and, and kind of, you know, thanks to our family back home. They're just, you know, they're very talented and pretty much like we come up with an idea. Like, hey, I was thinking about doing this and, Know, they make it happen yeah yeah well speaking of family has any of your family been entrepreneurs themselves like does the entrepreneur blood run in the family line or are you the first of the family to do it i would say in my immediate family like my i guess my mom dad their family no i've had an uncle um and he had a business but i didn't really know much i just know he had and what about you, JD? Um, yeah, so my family from Philippines, um, they own, you know, manufacturing company. Uh, when military base, um, when the military was in Philippines, it's Pampanga, Clark, uh, it's called Clark Base. Okay. Uh, we're contractors for, you know, we do wood, metal, uh, pottery, and that's from my dad's side. I just recently found out that my on my mom's side. They even have lineage. Is that the right word to say? I think so. Yeah, lineage mm-hmm. of like f- 
people who's like you know had businesses that were very successful i didn't see this growing up mm-hmm. because you know um when i was born the military base left philippines and i kind of saw like the aftermath you know it's a lot of the businesses were devastated in that area and then we had a volcano in the living room oh my so god it's it's yeah so it's definitely when i was growing up i didn't see that some of that stuff yeah but uh from now going back and talking to my family they said yeah we've had a you know pretty strong line of family that wasn't you know in business or entrepreneurs yeah okay so there is some blood that comes through and then yeah okay well so let's kind of go back oh sorry you want to say something no, no. okay uh, let's kind of go back to the idea itself. What did it take for you guys to execution it? So it's like the idea and then the step of making it happen and then doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, the reasons we started here in Paso Robles, uh, you know, obviously it's for the obvious reason it's a big wine region, mm-hmm. right? There's, I think there's about over 400 wineries. So it's, it's huge. It's growing every year too. It's yeah. still growing. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we've, found out is that there's a you know a need for transportation mm. right there's not a lot of ubers out here or, or you know, yeah transportation is difficult you know it's hard to come by uh, motorcycle is kind of in our dna mm. and we just wanted to find a way to breathe a fr- fresh air yeah in a tourism right we're not trying to reinvent the wheel but we just want to introduce ourselves and, and kind of pioneer and yeah well you guys want to stand out too like there's uber and lyft which are huge companies but there's not that many here you guys get a whole completely unique experience with what you do yeah it's um to actually answer your question it's like you know people what do you guys really do like are you guys a shuttle service are you guys this to the way i answer that is yes we do like a wine trail like where we pick you up and take you to you know like different wineries Mm -hmm. but really our main focus is to create a unique experience and one of the unique experiences that we provide is uh, tasting on the vineyard. Uh, instead of you actually doing a tasting flight on the vineyard, we take you right next to the varietals and talk about the wines. And, you know, I think we do this. Isaac, is he's amazing at this. Uh, he's just pretty much this last three months coming in. He didn't have a whole lot of knowledge with wine, right? No, not a whole lot. I was kind of the person that was like saying more no to wine just because of, like that, what is it? The dry is what they call it. Mm-hmm. The dry feel. But yeah. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've explored a little bit more into wine, like there's certain ones that I like, and I've started to learn why all these things, you know, are how they are, and it's yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. I feel with wine, you kind of have to keep going until you find something you like. Because mm-hmm. like I started off with like whites, because like that's everyone says like you gotta start with a white. Mm-hmm. Don't like. <laughs> I love reds, and mm-hmm. when I got to reds, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's where I'm at." Like tabs are my favorite. Yeah, so you kind of have that. to go through it all and figure it out. It's a whole process. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with with what he was saying about like our taste of cast experience or yeah, taste of cast, yeah. yeah. Um, the part that is a little different than most of uh, other things that you do is like you they focus a lot on the the taste and right the flavors that you'll get in palates and all that, we actually focus a little more on um, what goes into making the wine, like the process of the vines actually growing oh. and flourishing and all that. Not a lot of people do that. Like yeah. How, like, okay, how did this come to be? It just yeah. magically appeared? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so 
I mean, it's a little bit of a different experience than you would get at a tasting room because it's a little more like hands-on, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, from everybody that's done it so far, they've just said it was something that they haven't experienced anywhere else. Good. That's a huge compliment, too, because I, I feel like as an entrepreneur, you always want that, to hear that. You're like, okay, you can't get this anywhere else. That means you got to do this. Yeah, and, and what's cool about it, too, is it's been people that that are, are I guess, know about wine. Because like, we had customers that came all the way from England, actually. Oh, wow. So they visited many other countries. Like, So they know and, wine. Yeah. <laughs> and even he's telling me, like, yeah, I haven't seen this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Just, just an experience. Not, not just only the motorcycle. Obviously, it's our novelty thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that attention to detail that we're putting is actually learning about the vineyard, uh, learning about how the vineyard started. Uh, you know, like the different varietals and how long it takes before you can actually harvest it. Different harvest methods, uh, shade cloth. Uh, you know, like the sunlight exposure. Got a coastal breeze if it's windy, if it's rainy like everything goes into it and you know what's more fun about that besides the you know like little fun facts mm-hmm. we're actually doing a tasting right next to the grapes oh nice so you have you can be one with the grapes that, <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> I, I like that it's like was that a jedi mind tricks oh yeah is, is that is that a i don't know <laughs> you can use it now you can use it um but yeah so like for example the marsan is one of the grapes that we visit on the vineyard and we'll you'll have a glass and or Isaac and myself is pouring you one while he's talking about, you know, like the process that, you know, there's only 121 acres planted across California. Mm-hmm. Like Marsan is a rare grape. It's, wow. Yeah. So those are a few things that, you know, it's just a little bit more, it's just a little different. Yeah. So we have, the, you know, like the tasting on the vineyard. Uh, we obviously, I said, mentioned uh, our different wine trails that we focus on. We're, we're in the east side right now. Mm-hmm. Um Everything is pretty much set up for you. It's dialed in. Uh, reservations, your gratuities included, and when you we drop you off, you know, like the folks are already expecting. We're everything's dialed in, and um, one of the most unique experience that we provide right now is called the Wine Country After Hours. Okay. And um, I'm not sure who came up with this. Was it you or the I, name or Gustav, uh, Gustavo? No, just the experience. Well, someone came up with it. Um, <laughs> you could take credit for it. It's okay. Right? I, I, you yeah. know what? It was me. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, we call it the Wine Country After Hours, mm-hmm. where we'll take you on a, a nice little scenic ride and then bring you back to Cass Winery. It's 145 acres, and you pretty much it's just you and your friends in in this little oak tree set up like a boho style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you can you can take your significant other or group of friends, and we have like games and and cards set up for you and a bottle of wine or charcuterie and you can scream as loud as you can (laughs) and i think nobody would say anything i'm like i don't know if that's a good thing if it's like bloody murder screaming or (laughs) yeah i mean is this is this rated pg or is it It, it, whatever you want it to be yeah whatever you want it to be (laughs) one of the customers (laughs) was like hey uh you know you should consider about putting on your add-on a blow-up mattress (laughs) (laughs) remember that day i was like oh i mean should we i mean like i don't know well i did see like someone propose out there like on your instagram recently oh that was so cool that was really cool that was so cool i've never been in in the in the proposal environment or i've never seen one or Mm -hmm. been involved in one yeah definitely that was that kind of gave me a little bit of a cue spot being involved in that was cool that's pretty cool 
Didn't we just do a second one too? Yeah. I wasn't there for the second one. We just did do a second one. Yeah, we did a second one. Oh, nice. Yeah, but this they had a whole photo shoot like before even. I was like, wait, is this a proposal or engagement photo shoot? <laughs> it's yeah. a whole thing. There's like there's photo shoots for everything. Like there's yeah. the engagement photo shoot, like their proposal, engagement, wedding. Yeah. It goes on and on. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, so kind of going off on those experiences that you were talking about, like seeing the proposals, getting the goosebumps, have you guys had any of the other experiences like that where like we step back and you're like, wow, this is happening because of us or like, wow, this is a cool story to remember? Do you have one right now that you can think of? You know what? Um, every time I go out there and run the tours, uh, I feel so kind of like that wow moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like, dang, we just created something that is completely new or, you know, not completely new, but it's just different. Yeah. And that the fact that we're able to create this unique experience for people that they take home with them, not only they're going wine tasting, the wine's great here in Paso, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, but, but how do you elevate it, though? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we just come in and, you know, with the guys, you know, just really genuine about creating that experience for them and making sure that you guys, you know what, put your phones away, let us take your photo, then we want you to be here in the moment and just enjoy it. Yeah. Right? We'll take all your photos for you. We'll make all your reservations. We'll walk you in. Just make you feel like, you know, valued. Yeah, definitely. Right? And so. I feel like we don't have that in today's world as much because, like, we're all connected to our screens and everything. We don't really take in, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a, that's like a kind of like a rare thing now. Like, that itself is an experience. Like, okay, I'm stepping back, looking at the beautiful scenery, seeing mm-hmm. wine riding a cool-ass bike, like, yeah, it's really cool you're able to ride that. For sure. If, if we feel definitely, we feel good about it, I think that's one of the biggest um, reward on what we do. That we go in there and, and just <coughs> just creating this unique experience for people forever that they can remember forever, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, you're good. Happens all the time. I was going to say, based or going off that, what you said a little bit, I think there is couple times where I, I think when it hits me is when you get those really like genuine comments that people are just like there was one I had where the guy was like you know I had a really good day today Aww. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I was just like oh that was cool yeah <laughs> um like this I had this couple that um they got the the tour as a gift from their grandson because I guess he told them you do too much stuff that's always you, you always do the same so he got them this, and they didn't know what to expect. They show up, and they're like, oh, this is what we're doing? I was <laughs> like, like, what? I was like, don't We've worry. We've had a couple yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually asked me, um, are we your oldest couple? Which they actually were. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 85, and he was like 87. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, at the end of the ride, like, I was, I was a little scared at first because she was, like, holding on. She looked scared, but. By the end of it, she was just kind of like, that was awesome. Throwing her arms up. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had such a great time. And, you know, now we have a cool story to tell our kids. It's like, I don't know if they'll be happy or a little angry with us that we went crazy, but it was worth it. <laughs> they'll be happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break here, get a couple more sips in, and get a word in from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sounds okay. good? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. 2023 is arriving soon, and now is a great time to look at your business expenses. One you might overlook is your credit card processing costs. Have you reviewed your most recent statement lately? Do you understand all the fees? 
Are you disappointed with customer support? PolyPay can help. PolyPay is a locally based payment processing service provider working with customers all over the U.S. and in a variety of different industries. A 15-minute conversation can put your business on the path to saving money with the customer support you deserve. Contact them today at polypay.com. Thank you, PolyPay, for sponsoring this portion of the podcast. Alrighty, welcome back. I hope you have a refill on your favorite beverage as we continue this episode. All right. So I kind of want to kind of dive deeper into your guys' history. We talked about the bikes and everything, but I kind of want to get to know you two a little bit more in your past. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead, Isaac. All right. Um, you want to tell him how you learned how to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> oh, man. So he's he's always been more of the motorcycle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always trying to get me to go out with him and do it. And part of the reason why I did it is because I always wanted one as well. Um, just the household I grew up in, my dad was like, no, you get a motorcycle, you're out of here. <laughs> That's my household. I secretly got a motorcycle too. They weren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. You ride a motorcycle? I'm, I'm learning. I still haven't, I, I know how to ride it. I don't have my license though. Okay. Renee's going to work with us part time. Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, at some point, uh, me and him started living together, um, and he had a bike. So at that time he was riding quite a bit and he was a little wild, um, uh, cause he was never home. But, uh, he asked me one day when I guess nobody was available, I was the only option. He was like, yo, let's go ride. Yeah. I have a spare bike. Um, he somehow convinced me to jump on that thing. Even though I had only ever driven it, like, down the street. Mm-hmm. So just full send. Yeah, full yeah. send. Um, Let's go send it. Where we live. Or, sorry, he said, he said, oh, we're going to go for a nice, easy ride, you know. At first, it was just back roads. Yeah. Cool. Um, We ended up going to your friend's tattoo shop, right? Yeah. And that, yeah, and then um, coming back, instead of taking the short route, uh, or the, the sorry the street mm. back roads yeah back roads yeah out of nowhere he makes a left goes on the freeway <laughs> yeah. so surprise at, <laughs> so at that point i'm like i can either risk it and leave on my own through the back roads yeah i know how to get there yeah i was like or, or i follow it. him <laughs> yeah and i was like oh well here we go oh my gosh just throw you in with the sharks oh yeah yeah <laughs> keep the, in mind the, that bike was also old yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not the best bike to probably be riding it because he had just recently got it. He'd probably test driven it once. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I get Isaac into. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we were talking about during the break how you two are complete opposites and stuff. So it seems like, I don't know, I, I just met you guys, but you kind of seem like kind of like the more reserved, cautious, you know, like, let's take the back roads. And you're like, let's go freeway. And like, is that kind of how you guys are and kind of with the business as well? I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isaac pretty much like cleans everything up after me. <laughs> I like just go for it. And then, you know, like, all right, you messed up on this. You messed up on this. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I'm, I'm learning as I'm going and he's learning <laughs> as he's picking up after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, before we get kind of more into your backstory, I do want to talk about those messes and mistakes a little bit. Is there one that kind of sticks out in your mind that you're like, that was a really big mess and we got to clean that up that you want to share with people or kind of ones that are little that you learned from like all together. Um, I would say one of our biggest hurdles at first was scheduling. Mm-hmm. 
because obviously we're getting all this traffic and we're getting people inquiring um, here and then, you know, marketing event to do here and then something else here. Mm -hmm. And we're so eager to do everything, obviously, because we're so new and eager to, to get income. Yeah. And then at some point we like overbooked. And then we're kind of like, ooh, how are we going to figure this out? I mean, that's better than not having bookings, though. I, I agree. Yeah, but that is kind of messy. See, that's yeah. when Isaac, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy who's like, no, we got to go for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go in all these events. And then Isaac is the one who does all the scheduling. So when he does a schedule, I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> like, you can't be, like, you can't have three, you know, one guy be in the same, in three different places in one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are definitely our growing pains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like everyone has those, though. Like, I've gone through multiple scheduling softwares and stuff to figure out, like, what works for me and what doesn't. And then there's been times, like, a client shows up and they're like, hey, I'm like, hi. And, like, I never got the notification or anything. The bookie got it. I'm like, okay, on to the next software and try it. But you definitely have to go through yeah. the struggles to find out. Yeah. I think with that one, we actually got a little bit lucky. Um I was looking for a software that could kind of do a little bit of everything for us. Mm -hmm. um, and originally when I was looking for it, I wasn't intending to find what I found. Mm -hmm. um, I was just looking for something where I could track people's um, clocking in, clocking out, a place where we could communicate with the team. Mm. And I ended up finding this, this app um, that really has, has helped us a lot, I think. Yeah. For like, um, it basically does everything like it's organizing from, us. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. Yeah. I feel like it takes time to find that app, but once you find it, you're like, God, where has this been? Like, can I do business without it now? No. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I think the only thing I would add to it is to be able to call. That's the one thing we don't want, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that app that, uh, you want to share with them, which one the connect team? Yeah. It's called yeah. connect team. Sponsor. Not a sponsor. Oh. Oh. <laughs> But we like them. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, it had, has made quite a difference for us because um, before we were struggling with having, like, three different softwares to use just to be able to run our stuff. Yeah. And I made that mistake, too. You are juggling too many different softwares. You didn't exactly. want to do it all. Too yeah. much confusion. And, yeah, at the end, it, it ends up just costing more time. And, like, you, I feel like as business owners, we don't really think about time, like, you know, really, like, yeah, I can work all day and it's fine, but you really need to like think about your time and like pay yourself for your time and efforts that you're putting into it. You know? Yeah, no, I, sure. I think that's that's something that we struggle with a lot, for sure. Because there's times where um, it seems like we put in a lot more time than the, what the what you're gonna get back for it. Um, but it always ends up working out. I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, JD, let's go into a little bit of your backstory too, and also I want to know how you two met initially as well. Yeah, um, so Isaac and I actually work in uh, in the casino industry together, mm -hmm. and yeah, we ran into each other, and just you know, like I was the kind of one, hey, what's going on? Let's go out someday. Yeah, and he was like, who's this guy? <laughs> like, no. he seems like oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and. Then a couple months later, we found ourselves living in Mexico. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, we found ourselves living in Mexico, and we're fist pumping on every weekend. 
and <laughs> living it up, <laughs> just living it up. And now, you know, left the corporate world and we, we have a couple of businesses that we started now. So it's been fun. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as my background, um, I was born in the Philippines, uh, moved here when I was eight and, or yeah, moved here in the U S and Oceanside, California when I was eight and pretty much stayed here. Um, Paso Robles is, you know, just recently, we just moved here three months ago, but my background, you know, how I kind of got started riding motorcycle is, uh, the motorcycle in Philippines are, are common modes of transportation. Uh, they call them tricycles. Okay. I'm not sure they call them TikTok talk or. I was like TikTok. TikTok. No, those. Yeah. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the sidecars are are common modes of transportation in Philippines, and I remember how I got started riding. Uh, my uncle actually had one. He used it for work. Uh, mm. He used to take people, you know, uh, paid service and. Uh, one day he left the keys in the um, ignition, and I mean I remember that I, I was eight years old, <laughs> so I took the sidecar with a group of little kids. Yeah, and, and I didn't get very far, but yeah. I ran it straight in the barbecue stand. Oh god! And I remember it's just like you're just trying to help out and get kids from point A to point B. I was trying like, to transport them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's how the business idea started, right? Like, <laughs> you know, that's actually. Yeah, that's now thinking about it now. I didn't think about it <laughs> until now. I was like, wait a second, you know, like this is in my DNA. Yeah. You know, and the only difference is, you know, obviously we're not doing it in Philippines. We're doing it here in Paso. And yeah. it just brought a little elegance to it, just a little bit of wine tasting. And mm -hmm. it's kind of my culture. Yeah. That's so. so cool. You're able to tie in like your culture and kind of that memory of you riding those kids around <laughs> crashing. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if I charged them. I should have. <laughs> I was gonna say you've been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur from the start. Yeah, sure, I'm sure I charged him somehow. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. So, kind of going off of some funny stories, is there a moment that you guys had in the last three months here that you remember a story very well, and you're like, "Well, that happened," and you just laugh at it like all the time? Do you have one of those stories? So, I think close to a month ago, we were part of uh, the Bovine Classic race that took place in what was it yeah bovine classic in atascadero it's like a mountain bike race or oh yeah mm -hmm. um and for for that we were going to be like the the person that was leading the bike of the race mm -hmm. which i got i got stuck by this guy he was just like hey go ride <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to do the cold ride yeah. so basically it was what 6 a.m in the morning oh gosh like, i said go do it <laughs> kind of tricked him to do it he did 6 a.m he uh or six sorry, six AM we had to be um at our container getting in the bike to drive them to Tascadero and be there what was it, seven? Yeah. That's early morning. Yeah. It was cold. You gotta tell you gotta tell her what kind of oh, or what outfit those people were wearing when you picked them up. Oh yeah, yeah. I am gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> I'm just talking about the drive to get to to the race. I, I'm hooked now though. It was so <laughs> cold where like I honestly thought that I had frostbite for a little bit because <laughs> my, my hands were like stuck like this. Oh my gosh. I drove from the east side of oh Paso, my gosh. so from Cass Winery all the way down yeah. to Cascadero. And I think it was like 30, 30 to 35 degrees that morning. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't have very good gloves. I think I was wearing like a sweater, a jacket, and then like another jacket, open face, oh yeah, open face helmet. Oh my gosh. And you guys are chill now? I would have been so mad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> See, we we get we 
There's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So he's used to it now. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, after I warm up, um, he's telling me at the beginning of the race, "Oh, hey, you're gonna you're gonna do, do the the start of the race, and there was gonna be two two people coming with me, um, in the sidecar, and uh, the people that were coming with me were the mascot. So for that, <laughs> it was two cows." Oh well, two people dressed in cow outfits. Do you guys yeah. have a photo of this? I need to see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's a that's a good story right there. Yeah. <laughs> two cows riding in a sidecar. Were they full on? Like, did he have? Well, I guess oh, they had to have a helmet on too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it had like, like, udders, yeah, every, everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything a, of a cow. It was a full on outfit. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. That's the first time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, sidecar. That's not unique. Cows on a sidecar is unique. <laughs> that could be your name, though. Cows on a sidecar. Cows on a sidecar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah, that was a very interesting event. Yeah, that's I fun. bet. That's okay if you can't find it right now. We can yeah. take a look later. But so speaking of names, do you guys want to talk about how you guys came up with the name Third Wheel Tours? Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of started brainstorming. Um we're coming up with like motorcycle like names oh like flying sidecars some cheesy names that we're just you know we've just listed down do you remember other names that we were um you know flying sidecar is one of them because it's caught you know on the sidecar world they say oh i'm gonna fly the sidecar Mm, okay so i think that was actually Oh, was, oh, that was, oh, damn. She's like, this sorry. lame name. <laughs> oh, shoot. Gosh, there's so much drama in uh, this episode. There's a lot of drama. It's just, um, yeah, we had a couple of cool, like, names yeah. that um, full throttle or. Yeah, full throttle. But I think ultimately the reason why we came up with our name Third Wheel is that not only the motorcycle has three wheels, but if you think about it, there's two people sitting on a sidecar. We're your DD, so I'm your third wheel driver. Mm-hmm. You're third wheeling it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so every day, uh, every time that we're done with our tours, we, you know, we have a, a line says, you know, thanks for allowing us to be your third wheel guy. Okay. So. That's really cool. I think it's a perfect name. Like it goes like it has multiple meanings. Cause I thought about that too. I'm like, yeah, they are the third person in that. And then there is mm-hmm. three wheels. So I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's the third wheel tours. Nice. <laughs> Well, let's see here. Let's go ahead and talk about, so I do want to talk about since you guys are brand new, like three months old, what is your one, three, and five-year goal if you have one? You want me to answer this? Okay. So um, our goal here in Paso, um, we really want to build this business, you know, really take our time to develop everything and smooth, slow is smooth, right? We want to make sure we just, build our culture we build our you know our sops and, and just make sure that all our pillars are set for futures to come because we really truly believe that what we're doing is pioneering in a new niche of industry like our new niche of transportation and, and tr- tourism mm-hmm. and our first year goal our six months goal is just to focus here or one year actually one year goal is just to focus on the east side, develop it, make sure that we build a rapport with all the wineries we're working with, and just find all the polish, polish everything. Um, the next following year, which is our second year goal, is to move in the east side and our west side. Okay. West side. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. east and west, west side. West side of Paso, and we'll have a satellite location there. 
So our goal is to have 10 motorcycles by that time. Right. Uh, you know, kind of do the same exact thing. Well, if you need a driver, let me know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is one of the struggle. Actually, that's actually a good struggle mm-hmm. uh, thing is that it's easy to find people who drive vehicles and cars. Yeah. But motorcycles, not so much. Yeah, you run into, oh, I've been riding motorcycle in the last 50 years. I was in, you know, anyways. So <laughs> it's just it's just different, you know, like try yeah. to combine the, the motorcycle experience and also the hospitality. Because mm. that's what, re- I mean, the motorcycle is just one thing. Yeah. One thing that we really pride ourselves and focus is to, you know, the driver really provide that experience for them. Well, to either make or break the experience, I feel like. You can't really have someone that's like, doesn't like kind of clams up and just sits there and does nothing. You need someone that you're saying like knows the wines and has that hospitality. Exactly. So, you know, especially when we're doing the, you know, like the vineyard tours and we're describing the wine and, and just, just making sure that, you know, like we really carry on that customer service that, you know, like we're providing that unique experience for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our long-term goal, which I think five years, what we said, we really want to open up, locations right now we have two locations we have here in Paso Robles and also we operate in Valle de Guadalupe Mexico okay uh, Valle de Guadalupe I'm not sure how I think 60 miles south of the border in San Diego it's east of Ensenada and Rosarito it's uh you heard of Napa uh, Valle de Guadalupe it sounds vaguely familiar I think so so it's the Napa Valley in Mexico okay <laughs> so many vineyards out there and I think Gustavo was talking about that actually yeah. that was I got a demo with him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Valle Guadalupe is one of our locations. Cause it's easy for us because I was actually from Baja and he's oh. there already. Uh, but our long-term goal is to open up locations from here in the central coast, making our way back south. Okay. Yeah. So how is it like running two locations like in completely different countries too? Yes. <laughs> how is right? that? It's interesting. Yeah. And there's not many places in the world you can go wine taste, cross it, you know, go to another country and be back in the same country. Maybe Europe. And uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. You know, but mm. Mexico is one of that. That's why it's so special. Like, you know, I've been over a hundred wineries across the West Coast, and just Mexico is just so m- magical. You know, the wineries out there is just insane. Um, but to answer that question, and Gustavo's there, and we we're only doing the Valle de Guadalupe tour. You know, once a month. It's kind of more all-inclusive tour. So it's a three-day event, and and Gustavo pretty much runs that tours out there. Oh, wow. So is it just him, or do you have other employees there? We have other drivers. It's our friends and families that, you know, uh, come come out and help out. Uh, But sometimes myself or Isaac will go drive down there if we have a a large enough group. Okay. Yeah. That's nice you guys have, like, the support of friends and family, though, helping you out. I feel like that's so important especially when running a business. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to take another quick break here. We're at the 40-minute mark, and then uh, we're going to take a quick break, a couple more sips, and we'll be right back. Sounds good? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey there. Do you need a little magic in your life? At Atlas Crafters, we are sure to have the vibe that's just perfect for you. We have everything from jewelry to art to upcycled goods. Plus, everything is infused with love. Let us add a little sparkle into your life. Check us out at atlascrafters.com. We hope to see you there. All 
Alrighty, welcome back. So we are going to kind of talk about, this is a very common theme on this podcast, and we're going to talk about, do you work another job on top of running your business, and what have been past jobs that shaped your business? Kind of go from there. So whoever wants to take it off from there. Um, I'll start off. Uh, so we do have another business. Um, it's a coffee cart. It's a mobile coffee cart, actually. And it's almost the same, I guess you could say, because it is also on a sidecar. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was stalking uh, your guys' Instagram. I'm like, wait, is it all together? Like, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, uh, it almost feels like it, because obviously, even when we're doing, like, coffee pop-ups, we're also promoting the other one. Like, hey, if you also want to do a wine tour. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I do that a lot when I'm at, like, photography events. I'm like, hey, are you a small business owner? Slide them a pamphlet. Mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So um, do you guys want to talk about a little bit about that coffee business? Because we did talk about it in the break. We're going to have you guys back for the whole story on that. I'm really excited. But do you guys want to give little nuggets to get the audience excited for it? Yeah. Uh, so we have another business called Iron Wolf uh, Motorcycles and Coffee. And we started that business back in 2019. We, have, uh, we had a shop in Baja. Uh, and pretty much just, uh, you know, like right now we're mobile. Because we moved out here in Paso Robles and that shop, you know, shut down with the, with the pandemic and all this other stuff that kind of happened mm-hmm. along the way. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of like our passion project. We started that in 2019, you know, and the, and the idea is to, to start here in Mexico because we felt like Mexico was a place in the world that we can make the most impact with what we were doing. Uh, that was really big for us, you know, um, for people, you know, who's going to tune in in, you know, the finale. Um, yeah. The name derived from iron is an elemental metal. Uh, it bends, but it doesn't break. And that kind of resembles people who, you know, deals with day-to-day challenges in life, obstacles or whatever. And But we don't break, you know. We're, we're very resilient uh, human beings. Yeah. Um, the wolf is the Mexican gray wolf. And um, it's pretty much... I kind of like to think of it as just the underdog, the smallest wolf in the family tree. And, and we saw ourselves as being the underdog. We d- don't have a big financial backing or we started this business from scratch. We were working. We were still working a job at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were working a job and building this dream shop that we had. Uh, and, yeah. So that's our other business. Um, so that's season two finale. We're going to yeah. have you guys on. So excited to hear more about it. For sure. be awesome. And then do you guys work any other jobs on top of it? I mean, that's a lot of hats you wear already, but. <laughs> yeah, so third wheel tours, Iron Wolf, coffee, and we have a manufacturing company in Mexico. So we build anything from trophies to uh, wine racks to what else? What else are we building? Um, a lot of cars. Mold, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So, yeah, we have a shop out there in Mexico, and we pretty much anything we can think of, we just. You know, we work out with Gustavo's dad. He's actually the engineer, and he makes the everything happens for us. Nice. So we do wholesale here in the U.S. where we, you know, pretty much provide for the wineries if they need any, like, merchandise or items that is custom made. We have lasers, CNC machine. Uh, so everything kind of ties in together. Yeah. You know, we're not really reinventing our business model. Yeah, and just it all goes together. So it's under one kind of big umbrella, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, so yeah. while we're at Renee's Winery doing <laughs> tours, mm. oh, by the way, I uh, saw that you can re- is it replenish your your merchandise. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a wine <laughs> rack that it's handmade. 
Yeah. And you won't find it anywhere else in the world because it's specifically, we'll design it just for you. It's custom made. So it's more in the, in the higher end yeah, field. Yeah, definitely. So I have ideas turning. I need to talk to you guys during another break here on some stuff that I might need made. Yeah. Ideas for turning. <laughs> and uh, the coffee cart that we built on the motorcycle is actually built on a 2017 Triumph Scrambler. And is the only one in the world. Oh my gosh! So it's it's a little coffee cart that it's a fully. We have our sink in there, our espresso machine. You know, we can go anywhere. That's so cool. We can go in the middle. Of that well, we did go somewhere that is in the middle. I of I was nowhere. gonna say you you drove <laughs> it for like close to sixty miles or something like that. Yeah, we've been Baja across the Baja Peninsula. That coffee cart's been across the Baja Peninsula, and then we went to Pikes Peak, Colorado. Oh and then God. we're here in Paso Robles, so that thing is just everywhere. Right now. That thing is more traveled than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So being an expertista, like I know you have to have constant running water, and for the espresso machine, do you guys have to hook up to water? How do you guys kind of figure? Like we're kind of going deeper into this now, but yeah, how do you guys the mechanics of it all? Um, it took a while to to really, um, I think dial it in because. It was like you, you can find mobile cart systems, I think the, the company was called. Mm-hmm. Um, they already make the stuff, but you still got to figure out what works best for your setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so ours, it does have like a pump with, uh, was it like five gallon jug? Yeah. So we have one clean water one and then one waste and then okay. a separate one, which is just rinse water. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things. But the cool thing is that for the most part, like, all that stuff is hidden underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all pretty on top and stuff. And you yeah. don't see the, all the water and stuff underneath. Exactly. For sure. You got to check it out. It's like definitely, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because, you know, it's our business. It's definitely one of a kind because we didn't have any like blueprint. We just kind of like scratch it, sketched it out. I'm like, oh, this is what we should do. So cool. And boom. Yeah. Like, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Iron Wolf motorcycles, mobile coffee cart. I think, I think if, if we were to, if you were to see what our plans was when we were originally were like sketching it out, mm-hmm. it looks nothing like what it is now. <laughs> looks nothing like it. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a good metaphor though for business itself though. Like you could have this plan and then don't know like what's going to happen and it's going to be completely different. Like yeah. I didn't know I was going to start a podcast this year. I'm like, I'm just going to do a photography business. Mm-hmm. But like with those doors opening up, I feel like that's a good way. Like you have to sketch, but you kind of gr- grow and involve with it. And I feel like you grow as a person involved with it as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of like you being an entrepreneur and looking for those opportunities to create those opportunities. And you just got to, you know, like there's definitely Isaac is kind of more of the planner, like I was saying in the beginning. And I'm Mm kind of like, you know, like I think of an idea, just kind of go for it. Yeah. And I think with you just going for it at times, there's really that's where you really learn the process of a lot of things. Definitely. Yeah. You go through a lot of those processes that you don't see while you're planning, but you don't you won't really know it unless you get that experience um but yeah i feel like experiences are so important too because i feel like you can read a book but you don't actually know until you do it yeah you know and i feel like a lot of people just think like oh i can start a business it's easy it's like no you gotta live all the experiences and you guys obviously own like multiple businesses so yeah definitely is there like i know we kind of want to save this towards the end but it's kind of segueing segueing can't say that word segue take way thank you <laughs> into it but what is some advice that you do have for other entrepreneurs who are maybe in that sketch zone or five years into it and like yeah what is kind of advice you guys have for them well i'll 
go first. Um, to me, my advice to people who's thinking about starting a business or just starting something like a new journey in life, um, I kind of just think about it like, you know, just go for it. I know you hear that a lot. Oh, just go for it. It's easy for you to say, it's just go for it. But really, you just got to go for it. You just got to send it. You just got to do, you just got to send like it. Like Isaac on the freeway. It turns like <laughs> all like, see, now he's riding bikes for a job in his business. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Especially mm-hmm. if you know that your purpose and your passion is genuine and that you're really looking for something that to create something that you enjoy or you, you know, you're going to do, you know, it's, there's no, there's no going, there's no, there's nothing wrong can go with that because the process of learning and the process of all the mistakes is just going to help you build for the bigger and better things. Yeah. And uh, I truly believe, like, you know, just there's a lot of people out there just like, man, should I, you know, like, I'm working this nine-to-five job, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. You know, but to me, my biggest fear is I don't want to sit back or look back 10 years from now and think about, like, damn, I missed out on all those time. I save all this, you know, I work all these hours for another job, and what did I really do? Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't. I can't, I can't even imagine if I, you know, what I'll be doing now. Well, it sounds so cliche, but you do only live once and like, you know, you want to like experience what you can experience and like nothing towards people who like work nine to fives stuff. You know, I did that for a very long time, but you know, even as entrepreneurs are like, oh, you can make your own schedule. It's like, no, you're constantly like on the clock, Absolutely. but you are experiencing those experiences and you don't want to miss out on them. I feel like you grow so much through them. A hundred percent. Yeah. What about you, Isaac? Do you have any advice for young entrepreneurs or any entrepreneurs out there? Um, I would just say, like JD said, go go for it. Um, yes, it is tough. So, you know, keep in mind that you're gonna have to be patient to see the results. Not for the week. It's not for sure. And, I mean, lastly, I think in the end, it's it's all uh it's all for you. So that's that's what I try to keep in mind because there is those moments when it gets a little tough and you're kind of like, oh man, like you know bills are piling up or other other things just in general. Like oh, this is a lot of work. Um, at the end of the day, I just remember like oh, this is all for me and it's all gonna pay off. For sure. And one of the last thing I want to add to that is that um, you know, just keep your head down and just mute all the noises. Right. There's because you're going to hear a lot of, you know, noises from everywhere from, the, you know, we're just like bombarded with so many information from from your people, from social media, from what's going on in the world. You just got to have a tunnel vision and just blindly trust your path because that's hard to do. It is hard mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And but, you know, you just got to believe in yourself and trust yourself that yeah. whatever you're doing is genuine and whatever you're doing is it has a purpose. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to your gut. And I feel like too, when I first started, like I got, I didn't know what paperwork I needed and stuff. And I got advice from other business owners, but my business is completely different from theirs. So it's a whole bunch of other paperwork. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have other people come in and be like, oh, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to, this is how you need to run it and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, but you got to stay true to yourself and yourself is your business. So you got to stick true to it too. You know, you're not going to like, like, I don't know where I was going with that, but you're not going to be fake and create something fake. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But so speaking of kind of being entrepreneurs and giving advice to them, I do want to ask you guys though, what is your favorite part about being a small business owner? 
Um, one of my favorite part as being a small business owner is just that, you know, you get to meet so many, you know, different small businesses or small business owners that are, if not as passionate or even more passionate than you, that kind of gets you, you know, you were like, oh my gosh, look at, look at Renee's photography. Like, you know, she's just doing it by herself. Like, and it just it even inspires me to, to even reach for highs or, or, you know, and then those yeah. are the, to me, those are like the, t- is it the tangible things that people don't, you can't count it. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. count the experience and interaction. And that's you know, meeting different people from different backgrounds and starting their own small businesses is just very inspiring because there's not many of them out there. Definitely. There's, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but so once you find that community and stuff, and I feel like that's my favorite thing about the podcast is like everyone just like is on a whole different level from like, sounds awful, but like, you know, like non-business owners, you know, like we're on a whole different like vibration. I feel like and all hyped up on probably coffee. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like, I feel like it is really special in the bonds that you create. Like I just met you two, but I'm like, I want to hang out with you guys and like, just like, <laughs> Learn your entire story and just hype each other up. And I feel like that is, like, one of my favorite things, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. That's not one I thought of, but I think I like that, too. Um, I was just going to say um, owning it. Like, owning the business or, like, yeah, just like owning up to everything or? Like all of it. All yeah. of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. What Like, uh, what's your favorite thing about owning it? Um, you make your own business decision. <laughs> That too, yeah. Like clock in and clock out whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's that, that's why I'm like, it's so hard to pick one. It's just the whole thing, like getting to do what you want when you want, kind of thing. But also, um, what is it like? People's reactions. So just e- really everything. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but one of my favorite questions. I'm kind of turning the tables a little bit. You talked about the goosebumps moments, you know, the good interactions with people. Do you, this is like my favorite question to ask. Do you have an insult that you are proud of that you have come across in your business? Uh, so not, if not, then I'm jealous yeah. if you guys don't. Like, <laughs> uh, We definitely, there's there's time, especially in the coffee, in the mm-hmm. coffee world. Uh, yeah. You know, we went, when we went <laughs> in this, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, you know, when we went in the coffee world, we were just really... We love the the culture, you know. We love to share stories with people, and 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 we weren't going in as like, all right, we're gonna be the next coffee scientist, you know. Yeah. And and we definitely get sometimes be the next Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, um, there's definitely a lot of noises sometimes that kind of scrutinize you, like, oh, you know, that you're not doing a coffee right, or you're not doing this. I'm like, you know what? Like, we're just, you know, we're learning, we're just enjoying it. Yeah. And. You know, I'm sorry that we don't need your sand. And this is it's sad because this is other coffee businesses out there, you know. And, and I'm not sure if it's just common in the coffee world, but but we definitely felt that in, in you know where, you know, in our area. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say where, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but, but you know, like yeah, so that's definitely some insults. And and to me, what I got from that, it just really inspired me more. Mm, it kind of yeah. lit a fire on me. I'm like, definitely. I got a big chip on my shoulder. I'm like, hey, um, what are you doing now? uh you know you're still you know doing the same exact thing we just pretty much been everywhere this past year you know i feel like those little chips on their shoulder though are so motivating that's why like i like the question you know yeah it is insult but you're like it fires you up like yeah Yeah. for sure Mm -hmm. it's just like you know what it is what it is but this is my you know this is i'm just gonna prove you wrong 
makes you want it even more. Like I'm definitely gonna prove wrong now. Yeah. yeah. So from that from that comment, I found myself in Oaxaca, Yucatan, Mexico, nineteen thousand feet elevation, searching for coffee farms. Oh my gosh. And right, Isaac. Like those are the things that I'm I'm very competitive, but yeah, not like you know i do it in my own head mm-hmm. like you know when i hear some stuff like that i'm gonna find out yeah. i'm gonna learn it i feel like that's a business owner mind though too like we're okay yeah we're always like i feel like we are competitive but like not like in a harsh way or like you know, the bad yeah. way like we're competitive for ourselves yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's that's for me that's what i my answer what about you mm-hmm. really think of it. i don't yeah. know other than Isaac the cows didn't insult you in any way. Yeah, <laughs> no, they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we are coming towards the end of the podcast here. Is there anything else that you two want to talk about before we wrap? Um, yeah, thank you for inviting us. It's definitely an honor being here. And yeah. uh, you know, you're doing such an amazing job and this place is pretty cool. If if you guys are listening and you haven't been in it, Renee's studio, you gotta check it out. Oh, thank you. I appreciate sure. that. Oh no, you're gonna ask no if you're looking at the questions or not. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think Isaac. I don't know. Did you drink wine or what was it? <laughs> I don't know what's in this coffee. <laughs> what's in that americano? THC. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. So let's go ahead and um, kind of wrap it up here, and then let's tell everyone like what is coming up in the future for Third Wheel Tours. If there's any like, events or like you're saying like your after hours five o'clock thing, you want to mention again? Yeah. Uh, so. Third Wheel Tours, we have a event this Saturday. Uh, do you remember the name? It's so bad. I think the name. Toys, Toys for Tots. Tots. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just a heads up, this is coming out December 15th. So anything past December 15th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything December 15th? No. Oh, um, well, if you guys are looking to book tours with Third Wheel Tours, make sure you do it now because we're starting to fill up our schedule. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much booked out for december right and that's a good feeling yeah yeah i mean that's why we need renee to come out and her husband to come out riding for <laughs> us because we definitely need some riders <laughs> yeah guys i might have a fourth job coming up here <laughs> well, we got a couple of bikes coming in in january nice. um so now we can start doing larger groups a party of 10 that'll be fun you know can you imagine driving around the back roads of wine country and 10 sidecars i mean yeah, you just pass ten sidecars on the road. Oh, you're like, what, what? was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's good though, because that's kind of marketing itself, though. People driving by and being like, wait, it's hold up, like doing a double take. invasion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Well, perfect. So go ahead and tell everyone like uh, your website, your Instagram, all your social medias, where they can find you, how they can talk, contact you for January. Okay. Since you guys are getting booked in December or December. Yeah, yeah we're getting booked out in December, so uh, you know, just make sure you make your reservations. Uh. But, yeah, you guys can find us at www.thirdwheeltours. That was weird. I've never done that before. Dot com. <laughs> uh, Third Wheel Tours. Uh, an, uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, you can, you can. You guys can find us there. Or you just look for a sidecar <laughs> scrambling around in the east side of Paso Robles. Or you might find us in downtown. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, perfect. Isaac, oh. is there anything else you want to say here? I know that's what threw me off. I was like, Third wheel tours. That? I sound like a radio station. <laughs> I know. When I do advertisements and stuff, I'm like, it's that time of year again. I'm like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Isaac, JD, thank you so much for being thank on the you show. So much. Yeah, it was nice. great having you on. 
And let's get a quick cheers in. I know our coffee cups are probably empty, yes. but we got to do a quick cheers. cheers. Perfect. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much. And then everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or want to stay in contact or see what's coming up next, you can follow me on Instagram at smallbusinesssip. If you're interested in being a sponsor or being on the show, I'm starting to book for season three. Send me an email at smallbusinesssips at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Have a great night or day wherever you're at and cheers. <laughs>